Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. This morning, I would like to share with you on the topic, peace. We speak of peace, we hear of peace all the time. Even in our prayer book, we are led to bless each other with peace. May the peace be with you, and our response is always, and also with you. We know that peace is multidimensional. It encompasses peace with God, others, and oneself. It involves our whole being, physical, psychological, social, and spiritual. It flows from all of one's relations being put right with God, within oneself, with others. We know fundamentally peace with God is the removal of sin, which heals and closes the gap between man and God. This is completed by the death on the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. We also learned that peace with others is the make peace and of hostility in a larger context, right? It also means putting an end to greed, oppression, and violence in social relationships. So we know peace is not just with each other, not just outward peace, but it also involves peace within, with oneself. So we ask ourselves, if we do not experience that internal peace, what is missing? What does it actually mean to us who are called to be the recipient of this peace by our Lord Jesus Christ? Let us refer to the Bible and see what the Bible says. In the Bible, the word peace in English is shalom in Hebrew. We all know that. But what does shalom actually mean? We read in John 14, 27. If you have Bible with you, please turn to John 14, 27. Jesus says, peace I live with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus constantly says peace to his disciples after his resurrection. In the New Testament, shalom is revealed as the reconciliation of all things to God through the work of Christ. That would mean we are already given the peace of God, right? Maybe some of us think, oh, that peace of mind when we're in the midst of a storm can only be for the super saint, you know, who knows, who, who knows how to have that super faith. Since most of us know ourselves well enough, you know we are not super anything, we figure such experiences of peace are not for us. But the Bible says in Numbers 6.26, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Here, it is already a gift of God. So where is the gap? We ask ourselves once again. Before I continue, let me share with you a story. There was once a king who offered a prize to the artist who would paint the best picture of peace. Many artists tried. The king looked at all the pictures, but there was only there were only two he really liked. And he had choose, he had to choose between these two. So at this point, allow me to invite all of us to close our eyes. And imagine in your minds as I illustrate it slowly to you. Close your eyes. This is to help us further grasp the concept better. Are you ready? 
Imagine one picture was of a calm lake. Picture that in your mind. The lake was a perfect mirror for peaceful, towering mountains were all around it. Overhead was a blue sky with fluffy white clouds. All who saw this picture thought that it was a perfect picture of peace. Now we switch to the second picture. This picture had mountains too. Imagine mountains. But these mountains were rugged and bare. Above was an angry sky from which rain fell, in which lightning crashed. Down the side of the mountain tumbled a foaming waterfall. These did not look peaceful at all. But behind the waterfall, a tiny bush growing in a crack in the rock. In the bush, a mother bird had built her nest. There, in the midst of the rush of angry water, sat the mother bird on her nest. Its face shows perfect peace. Now open your eyes, brothers and sisters in Christ. Which picture do you think won the prize? The king chose the second picture. Do you know why? Because, explained the king, Peace does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble, or hard work. Peace means to be in the midst of all those things and still be calm in your heart. That is the real meaning of peace. In John 16, 33, Jesus says, I have told you all these so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. There are three facts which I wish to share with us this morning, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Number one, God owns everything. He owns the entire universe. Psalms 24 says, 24.1 says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who, are, who dwells therein. Everything we have belongs to God. Everything, everything that we will ever have belongs to him as well. Why then do we worry about his taking away from us? What really belongs to him? Think about it again. Number two, God controls everything. Daniel in chapter 2, verse 20 says, He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. God removes kings and establishes kings. God rules over all. In his hands are power and might. So we are assured that he is in control of everything. Number three, God provides everything. He provides. Philippians 4.19, Paul wrote, And my God will supply every need of yours. Is it some? Is it most? No, it's every need of yours, according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. 
Therefore, we are called to be contented, for he is our owner, our provider, and our controller. Brothers, this peace begin. In the words of Job's friend, Eliphaz, acquaint now yourself with him and be at peace, Job 22, 21. It begins as we get acquainted personally with the mighty Prince of Peace. That is the promise, that where we are acquainted with Jesus, we will receive and experience the peace. We actually have received the peace, but we, in order for us to experience the peace that Christ has given to us, we need to be acquainted personally with. The mountains and hills may crumble, but my love for you will never end. Isaiah 54, 10 says, I will keep forever my promise of peace. The Lord who loves you. It is spoken by the Lord who loves all of us. The mountains and hills may crumble, but the love, my love for you will never end. I will keep forever my promise of peace. John 14, 27 also reminds us that Jesus says, peace is what I live with you. It is my own peace that I give you. I do not give it to the world as the world does. Do not be worried and upset. Do not be afraid. A trifling illness frightens us. The most insignificant things in our lives can send us off in a pitiable panic, spoiling our days, blotting out the blue of the skies and putting out the stars, just like the pandemic does, right? If we would like continual peace, we must have continuous trust in the little things as well as the big. We are reminded that all these assurances from God in the Bible is not just about wealth, food and shelter. It is the entirety of life itself, which includes our well-being as well as our health. Many a times, including me, uh, we are so caught up with the world's idea that we live because of our bodies. We build it up, we exercise, we eat well, we sleep well, we make sure that it sleeps well as well, we ensure that it's healthy. It is not wrong. But it will, it will if we are obsessed with it and forget that we belong to God. And just as King Solomon in Ecclesiastes 3 says, in everything there is a season and time for every matter under heaven. So the question for us to reflect this morning is, how then shall we live? When we are focused on God and others first, we will know the peace of God. Our focus on oneself is always a hinderer of peace. Psalms 4.8 tells us, In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. That means those who truly trust in the Lord will experience that peace, that inner security in God. God promised perfect peace. Again, in Hebrews, it is perfect peace is shalom, shalom. To those who faithfully set their eyes on him. Focus their minds on him. Isaiah 26, 3. Let us turn to Isaiah 26, 3. Ready? 
You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts you. You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts you. Brothers and sisters in Christ, our lives are given by God. Who is the source of our lives? Spiritual, emotional, intellectual, and physical. Therefore, whatever the portion God gives us in life, it all belongs to him. The owner, controller, and provider of for our entire being. Let us therefore surrender our lives to him, our creator. We are charged with the responsibility to take care of ourselves. But we must also acknowledge that he is in charge of everything, not us. He asks for righteousness from us and he will see us through. Just as Isaiah has said in 32 verse 17, and the effect of righteousness will be peace. And the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. Let us thank him for what he has given us and use it wisely and unselfishly, bodies and minds as well, as long as he entrusts us with it for his glory. Amen. Let us pray. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we want to once again acknowledge that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the owner, provider, and Lord of all that we have. I want to come before you once again in humility and ask for your forgiveness. Search our hearts, O oh God, and teach us to trust you fully. We surrender ourselves back to you this morning. We acknowledge that we are weak, at times helpless, and we truly need you. Your grace to guide us through troubled times in order for us to really enjoy the peace that you have already provided us. Help us to recognize that everything is in your hands and we are your beloved children. At this moment, let us say a personal prayer to our Abba Father. Lead us to live a victorious life for you, Lord, that we may shine for you as your vessel for the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray.